This is Season 2 of the Balls Deep Fantasy Football Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Balls Deep Fantasy Football Podcast. I am AZ, here with Stinky Pinky. The boys are back. How you doing, Chris? I'm great, Adam. It's the Dream Team back, and it is time for playoffs. I'm oh, pumped. Yeah. How are you it feeling? It is the playoff time. Um, I am unfortunately not in the good playoffs. I am in the bad playoffs, the dilly playoffs, if you will. Yeah. Um, couldn't even get a bye. It, just, it was not my season. I've been sliding for six losses in a row now. Monday Night Football has just shoved their big dick in my ass just straight up <laughs> so it's just not good situation that's a horrible situation so that's not at all where i want to be but um i did luck out i am facing steve's team and in the first round which gives me i think the best shot of winning it's absolutely no guarantee anything can happen in the playoffs and steve has a players on his team so they he can does be, they can yeah, who, who knows what can happen you can never trust it when it comes down to week-to-week things that being said, you're right. If if I could pick anyone to play right now, it, it would 100% it would be Steve. Yes. He's traded away his talent, and he puts out trash, and he puts up trash points on a weekly basis right now. Lately, it's been like that. <laughs> Obviously, I'm really hoping that continues, and yeah. my team's able to perform at least well enough to get a win, because I cannot have that dilly in my house. Unfortunately, I have won it once, and I'm not going to have that happen again. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Have, it's a horrible thing to have. Yeah, it is. No, nobody wants it's it. It's no fun. So, how about we get right into it? Let's start with our waivers. and uh, We always start with those waivers, so let's get right into those ones. Um, The biggest one on the week was Darwin Thompson going for 11 fab to Nolan. So, Nolan falls asleep on Benny Snell and he goes deep on Darwin Thompson. What do you think? Yeah, I think this is a good ad. Uh, Just looking at the Kansas City backfield right now, it looks like Likely Damien Williams is going to be out again. Definitely Daryl Williams is yeah, going to be out. Yeah, he has an hamstring issue now. Yeah, so it's going to be Darwin Thompson. It's going to be Shady McCoy in that backfield. Um, I think at the beginning of the season, we got a bit of a skewed look at what that running back situation was going to be. I think we were super hot on the Kansas City backfield. Yeah. Didn't turn out to be as great as we thought. That no. being said, I'm I'm all for this ad still. I think it's a good ad. Really? See, honestly, I am not on that boat because they are facing New England, and there's no chance I am playing Darwin Thompson all of a sudden in like New England against New England um, and in a such a crucial matchup. There's no chance I can play him. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from right there. You're right because playing against a defense like New England, it sucks. But if you're running into a situation where you have running back trouble, I will, we will take a better look at Nolan's roster in a bit. But I think he's an electric player. We saw him in the preseason doing some good things. He looked like he was good last week. I, I don't hate the ad. I really don't. Man, but... It's it is in New England, like in New England, and New England just lost. So coming off of a loss, they're gonna want to come in oh, they're hot. Gonna they're gonna be ready to go. They're gonna want to make a statement against Kansas City, and I think they can do it with that really good defense. So yeah, like I just think that New England's gonna come out fired up and just gonna dominate. And I don't think Darwin's gonna do much of anything. Yeah, we'll see. Like I would be, I would not be confident playing Darwin. So I'm not gonna say that, but I think in a pinch he's playable. So we'll see. What Nolan's roster looks like, but we'll go from there. But I don't think it's a bad ad. I think we're a bit on the, the opposite side. I think we are, yeah, for yeah. sure. 
Uh, the next one we have is Zach Pascal going to pull the fucking trigger Nolan for seven points. So another one for Nolan here. And this is one that I think is actually amazing. This is an excellent pick, I think. Um, whoever, Chester Rogers, I believe it was, is yeah, out yeah. for the season or at least out for our playoff season, seemingly. And uh, Zach Pascal has shown that he has some skills, especially when there's limited options there. T.Y. Hilton still a giant question mark as he usually is. And so I think that's a great pick. I mean, that's a guy I think you can actually start this week. Yeah. I think you bringing up TY is a big point too. Cause I don't think TY is going to play this week. They're playing on the road in Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay's defense usually is hot trash. And then sometimes they put up some games. That being said, I think their defense, you can definitely play a wide receiver against. Um, he's obviously, he's a guy. It's kind of scary to throw a guy like Zach Pascal in your starting lineup in the playoffs. But I agree. I think, the opportunity 100% is there for him, and I think he's in a, in a good situation. So I agree. I, I would play him. Cool. Awesome. The next one, we have John Ross going five points of fab to you, Chris. A little upset I did put a waiver bid on him. It was zero, but I was looking forward to maybe having him for week 16 versus Miami. How do you feel about getting him for five? Yeah, I think he's uh, – hopefully he's a good ad. Like, you had him on your team early in the season. He was he was electric. He's been yes. He's been trash early in his season in his career, and then all of a sudden, out of the out of nowhere this year, he was electric. So I'm hoping that coming back from the injury, he can do something again like that. Um, it's tough to say uh, grabbing a guy right off of injured reserve, but I just felt you know what he's worth the risk. Yeah, and you don't need him this week, so yeah. like you can see what kind of happens down the road. And as I did mention in yeah, that's week a 16, big one. He's Miami, facing yeah. Miami, and I think they're prone to giving up big plays. So I think that could be a good play in that at that spot there. Yeah. And that leads us to the next one, which is AJ Green, who still hasn't really played at all. Mm -hmm. And that goes three points. The Hunters over Brandon um, gets AJ Green, another player I put in for, for exactly the same reasons of John Ross. Yeah. Um, But obviously you're more confident in John Ross than you are of AJ Green. Why is that? Yeah. Like I like the talent of AJ Green hundred percent, but I just, I don't see the benefit in my mind of AJ Green playing this season. They keep talking about, Oh, maybe he'll come back. Maybe he'll come back. He's already been ruled out for this weekend against the Browns, which I can understand, but he's going to be an unrestricted free agent come the end of the season. So I just don't see a play for him that was going to make his career any better. He has a chance of re-injuring himself and losing money. Right now, just leave it. Just get healthy. The team doesn't need you because you suck. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, we'd want to keep losing to get make sure we have that last draft pick. Yeah. Um, but I honestly think that A.J. Green comes back in that Week 16 game. Um, it was... Like he's, I think he wants to play at least something, put some tape out there for because he is a run unrestricted free agent. And against Miami, he can put up a huge highlight film be like, okay, yeah, this is how I finished my season. I got all over 100 yards and a touchdown, and so like I can still do my thing. Yeah, pay me big bucks. Yeah, that's now, possible. So I think that he does actually play, and it starts in week 16. I don't think he plays in week 15 either, but I think week 16 he comes back just so he can get that good tape um, because he seems like he's been like close enough, but just not getting out there. Yeah, I think he could play. I really do think he could. I think he's choosing not to right now. So. Yeah. Like if, he's not he's not 100% healthy, and he said he's not going to play unless he's 100% healthy. Yeah, so we'll see. I think, yeah, like Miami, if you're going to play any game, I, I would 100% I'd agree I'd play against Miami because I think they can make you look like a superstar. Yeah, so. and I think that would probably be a strategy. But we won't know until later. It's, it's only three fab, but it is getting down to the kind of crunch time. So we'll see if that um, has a big impact later on, maybe week 16, AJ does come back. If not, then it's not that big of a loss for Brandon. Yeah, for sure. 
Wow. Uh, the next player is Ryan Fitzpatrick. One point of fab to Danny. So Fitzpatrick plays against... Who does he play? He, he plays, plays against, against the Jets, Giants, and then Cincy. That's a phenomenal that trio a, of games. That is a fantastic playoff schedule. And he's had a couple really good weeks in a row the last two weeks. He had 27 points at Cleveland and then 32.8 points at Philly or against Philly last week. So yeah. like he's been putting up some points. He's super electric, but he's he's also he can be all over the place. He like he could completely fuck your week too. Oh, I love I love Ryan Fitzpatrick. And last week I got absolutely crushed by Devontae Parker. That, oh, that, that, nice little, that little trade that Taylor and Andrew made. Yeah, um, did not really work out for Taylor. Definitely worked out for uh, Andrew. Hundred um, percent. And the funny thing is, one of my like fourth or fifth draft strategies before the draft started was to have Fitzmagic and Devontae Parker on my team. As it got closer to the draft, it was like, okay, Fitzpatrick might not even be the starter. Then he wasn't the starter, so then yeah. that whole strategy went out the window. That was like deep out there, but I had that in my mind. I, I believe yeah. in the magic, so I 100% think you can start Fitzmagic all the way through here in the playoffs, and he could get you, he could win you a championship. Yeah, 100%. I agree he could. It's scary to see him play and like, He's electric. He wants to play right now. You can tell like he wants to be out there winning. He's an old dude. The team sucks, but he's just having a good old time. Oh, yeah. he's, he's competing. He was down there. He There was some sort of run play. He like was not that close to the goal line. I think it was like five yards away from the goal line. He just shoves his head into the defender's <laughs> yeah. chest. He's pushing his feet, grinding, trying to get to the goal line. He wasn't even close. Yeah. But the fact is he's lowered, lowering the helmet and just going for it. And he's Harvard educated. This guy is like so smart. And yeah, he's just <laughs> yeah. out there, just an absolute wizard. It's amazing. Yeah, he's grinding. I think he's like late thirties too. Like he's not a young. Oh no, guy. he's not a young chap by any means. No, I heard one uh, stat the other day on a on a different podcast. Ryan Fitzpatrick has thrown a touchdown against the Eagles for seven different franchises. <laughs> <laughs> he's played on most, so many. Teams. But yeah, most people don't even get to be on seven teams or no, are on seven teams, so five teams, yeah. and then to throw a touchdown, like, that's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, so I thought it was hilarious. Um, well, I think we've kind of declared our thoughts on the magic here. Good job, Danny. <laughs> for grab- I, I play against Danny, though. Oh, it's scary. So that's definitely it's tough, scary then. Against so the magic. Then, do you not want him to play him, or do you want him to play him here against the Jets? Honestly, like... He he's so all over the place, yeah. but he scares me because he can. Oh, I sure. have no doubt in my mind that he can put up a week. This team like is really trying hard with Fitzpatrick. They so, are, yeah, yeah. Like, um, it scares me, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, the next one that we had here was Tampa Bay Bucks. They are going one fab to Ben, and their matchup that they have is against Indy. So I think what Ben was doing here is probably to add them to play against Detroit the next week. Yeah, I think um, you're probably accurate on that one. So that's week 15. I think it's a great add in, in that situation. Again, looking, we're trying to make plays and, and grab defenses further in the future. And we've been talking about how there's no defenses left on the waiver wire. We've all been trying to grab them out. And now this is a team that they don't have their starting quarterback. They just lost their starting tight end. Tons of injuries around that team. They're not really playing for much. So I think it's a I think it's a very good ad, especially for one fab. Yeah, like with what's left out there, definitely a great pick. Because yeah, you want to have a defense versus Detroit third stringer in there could make some mistakes. He looked pretty good, but he definitely can make some mistakes. Still young, so I think that's a pretty good ad for that week fifteen. But you definitely don't want to play them week sixteen versus Houston. I think Houston would blow them up. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, next, we got Jake Elliott's going to the Ku Kirk's clan for one point. That's Alex. Um, pretty nice pickup, just a kicker, but whatever. But what, like, waste of a fab? Yeah, waste of a fab. <laughs> what an idiot. 
Um, the next one we have Patrick Laird, which go also goes to Alex. Um, that is a running back for Miami. Um, Belage is either on injury reserve or yeah, he's on injury. There you go. He's on injury reserve. Honestly, never heard of this guy. Um, he got into the end zone last week, I believe. He did. Um, so that's something. He's I. As much as I love the magic of his magic, I don't love the running game of Miami. Yeah, that's the thing. Like he, so we drafted him as a uh, fullback this year. I think he's our seventh round pick, Patrick Laird. Um, he had like a ton of carries for only five yards rushing. I think it was eight carries for five yards and a touchdown, which is not great. You're 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 right with that Miami rushing game. It's absolutely trash. He had 43 receiving yards though, so maybe he can be effective being able to do both, but. The Miami running back situation is one I just want to avoid as well. So For sure, yeah, I, there's no chance someone, I can start that guy. Yeah, you can't you can't feel confident, and he's like the what like fifth string running back for Miami now because yeah. we've got rid of everybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, yes, not much confidence there. The next one is Matt Prater going to zero points of fab to Fraser. That son of a gun. I was going for him, and uh, <laughs> for whatever reason. Fraser got him, but I guess priority was a little bit better for yeah, Fraser. Yeah, he got you there. Um, but he got him for zero points. Good job, Fraser. Uh, again, just a kicker. Yeah. Next one, we have Tennessee Titans defense. They're going to, I'm all jacked up about Drew Danny for zero points of fab. Um, they're facing Oakland this week, Houston next week, which is no-no, and then New Orleans in week 16. So it seems like he wants them for this week. Yeah. Oakland, they've been playing absolutely horribly the last lately. two weeks. Yeah, they've been, been real bad. Really bad. So that scares me because this is actually a good defense too. Tennessee has like an underrated solid defense. And just seeing this again because I'm playing Danny, I'm I'm bothered that this slipped by. Yeah, for yeah, zero points. That too. sucks. I should have been looking closer. No one to blame but myself there, but that's I think it's a good ad. Danny's been relying on the New England defense for so long. Yeah. And now he just kind of grabbed another good one here, I think. so. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Um, next one that we have is Mike Gesicki, which is the tight end for Miami. He goes to Stu for zero points of fab. Um, I know he had himself a good last week, um, but he's has it been two weeks now that he's kind of been performing? or Yeah, so he scored. Well, he scored in the last two weeks. Okay. His yardage total wasn't great um, in week 12, but yeah, he scored in two weeks. Um, again, this can just be riding that situation where... We have a great playoff schedule that we were talking about for Miami. Yep. Now there's no more Preston Williams there, and Fitzmagic's on fire. Grabbing just a piece of that game, I have no problem doing that, yeah. especially at tight end. Yeah, I think that's a nice little add there. Again, for zero, that's pretty nice. Tight ends, it's really a shot in the dark, but he's had touchdowns the last two weeks. Maybe it'll continue. It definitely could. Yeah, for sure. Um, next we have, uh, oh, I guess that's the end of the waivers. Yeah. Um, I picked up Dan Bailey and Wayne Gallman after I didn't get any of my waiver claims. Um, I don't think that uh, Saquon's not going to play, but in case something does happen, it's nice to have the handcuff there. Um, other than that, nothing too crazy interesting out there. I actually, um, I quick want to mention this one because it. So Stu just grabbed Spencer Ware, who now has signed with the Chiefs. Oh, he has signed with the Chiefs now. So that's kind of okay. Interesting. I think um, he was he was there a couple of years ago, yeah, and he yeah. he showed a couple. I think it was probably about four or five years ago now that he actually had a good season, but. He knows the system. I <laughs> I think it's a good ad for nothing. Yeah, for sure. That, yeah. That's something that I, I guess I missed that. I did. I completely missed that. So that makes me even less confident, Darwin. Even even less. Yeah, like that's that, that makes me less confident now too. If so, they're if they're adding Spencer Ware, a guy who knows the system, I think. Uh, yep, yeah, I'm on the same page there actually. All right, cool. Um, well, that is the waivers. We are past our trade deadline, so there will be no trades. And really. 
Let's get into our playoff picture here, Chris. Yeah, let's, let's do take it. a look. We're having from the top. Stu finishes first in the regular season. Congratulations to you, Stu. You finished nine and four, the only nine and four team in the league, and he's he's first. He yeah. gets his bye. Congratulations. He wins it last year. He finishes in first in regular season. Stu is just on another level these last two seasons. Yeah, he he's really. Clearly stepped up his game. We always knew Stu was like a, a good player, but wow, look at him competing, and his team is fantastic this year, too. This is oh, not he, a team you he want. He could right double now. up this year, for sure. Easily he could. That would be the first ever double up, right? Wow. I, honestly, I think you're right. I don't yeah. I don't recall any other time where somebody has won two years in a row. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, after that, we got Ben, Lamari, and the committee crew finishing second place, also getting a bye. I just want to throw it out there, Ben. All this bitching and moaning apparently paid off for you. <laughs> all season you complained about all this shit, and you finished. You have a buy. Yeah, he, it's amazing. He jumps up two spots um, from fourth to second, gets the buy at eight and five, um, and he did have the most points scored in the history of our league. Yeah. So he did definitely earn <laughs> he it. He earned this. He unfortunately took that title from me. Um, I did. How hold close that. was it? Um, I actually haven't seen the exact amount um, of what it was. Uh, let me see what he, he needed. Ninety points to surpass me. Oh, okay. Um, and so he was definitely well. He put over. up one sixteen. He put up one sixteen. So there you go. So he gets it by about twenty six points. Um, so not even like that small of margin. That's pretty. It's a pretty good amount of points over the top there. So congratulations to Ben for now holding that title. Um, and he earns his buy here. Yeah. So well done, Ben. I think. Um, Nobody wanted to play you in the playoffs, yeah. so everyone was hoping you'd miss it. That being said, you definitely earned this spot. You earned to be uh, having a bye week one. You had a, a good draft and a good team, so well done. Yeah, and then um, the next one is, I'm all jacked up, Mount Drew. That is Danny. He unfortunately slides out of his bye position that he had last week going down to one spot. Couldn't get the win. He finishes 8-5 and five and um, a little over, like barely over 1,500 points. Good for him. Um, he's in the playoffs. He's done had a great season, especially for the guy that I thought was going to win the Dilly when I might win it now. So um, he's got a pretty solid roster, and you've already been mentioning how you're obviously a little nervous to, to play him because he's got a good team. Yeah, you're right. The New England Patriots defense are a great roster, <laughs> so that has carried Danny throughout the entire season. True. This three-game losing streak Danny's been on, uh, it coincides with trash New England play. You're right. And uh, yeah. I have no no fears of this kid. Now. I love it. Okay, good. <laughs> exactly. You're just you're putting the facts out there. Yeah. You know it's just all the Patriots. So yeah, his roster's in, or sorry, his record is inflated. You're saying. Yeah, exactly. And uh, now he's he's clearly in trouble. He's in he's in a ton of trouble. Yeah. He had three losses in a row. He's he's in trouble. You're, you're right. Yeah. He's backing out. He was he had a great lead in first place not too long ago. And look at him. He doesn't even have a bye anymore. Yeah. He got complacent. Yeah. He did for sure. Um, after that, we got Gould panicking a kid a bit. Tons of these teams this week, it was win and you're in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. It was, it was scary. And uh, that being said, all those teams that needed to win to get into the playoffs did, including Brandon, which we'll get to later. But <laughs> uh, well done, Gould. You took a win. You took one off of Adam there, playing a bit of a gutsy play. I, w- I don't know if it's it too gutsy, but it was a good payoff with that Devontae Parker trade. This oh, one, yeah. It, it really made a difference here. Oh, for sure. Gould has a great roster. He's been dealing with some injury stuff around there, but he's in a good position. He's definitely a, a guy who's up there and, and competing for the championship this year, too. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. He, he is a consistent, good fantasy performer. Hasn't gone to the ship in quite a while. 
Um, and really it's, it's, he needs it for his legacy. Like he, he's yeah. been kind of riding the coattails of a championship that happened 10 years ago, which wasn't, that yeah, wasn't, wasn't even legit. part of the main yeah. league. So it doesn't count. really it's not even counted at this point. And so he's really got to make a statement here. And I, and I think he wants to make the statement, but I don't know how confident he is. Yeah. I'm not sure. He, again, there's anything can happen in the playoffs. He's got a good roster, but there's, there's plenty of good rosters out here. Oh, so for sure. anything can happen. But again, going into fourth place, he's got a battle in the playoffs here. He's in a good position. So well done there. After that, we've got the Ku Kirks clan, which is Alex. They finished fifth this season, eight and five as well. He had, I think the best part of his draft was definitely going with Christian McCaffrey and Aaron Jones. Those running backs were huge. Oh yeah. They paid off for you. Um, I know they were both, especially Aaron Jones was a big target of yours this year and he paid off. So well done there. You had a good season. Uh, yeah. Eight and five. You can't complain. You're in the playoffs. Yeah. He's won three in a row to do it. So he's yeah, on that's quite, huge. quite the winning streak. So good for you to pull things together near the end there. Cause it was looking a little dicey, but you're able to make your way in there in fifth place. So good job. Yeah. Uh, the next one is my Nick is Dan Chubby. That is you, Chris. Unfortunately yes. you did lose last week. You dropped three spots. But you didn't slide so far that you missed the playoffs. Yeah, so right I, there. I held great. on. That's all that really matters. Uh, I'm in the dance. It, it was a tough loss last week. We'll get into it. But I'm still there. I'm happy. Finishing 8-5. and five, I started the season 0-3. So that's a, a fantastic turnaround to get to 8-5 and five on the year. For sure. And get in the playoffs. I am, I'm pumped. Yeah, the beginning of that season, or I guess like early middle, it was not looking good for you. Um, a lot of injuries, and I was telling you that your roster was trash, and you was you're t- saying it was just the injuries, and it turns out it was just the injuries. Yeah. So good job to really pull it together. Unfortunately, I had the loss last week, but you're still in the show. You can do it. You could get that trophy, and uh, it's definitely possible, Chris. Yeah, I'm going to expose a spiraling team in Danny this week, and then I'm, <laughs> I'm right there. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. Uh, then the next team is the Hunters over in seventh place. That's also at eight and five. Brandon, the Warlock. That's what happens. You deal with black magic, and it burns you in the end, Brandon. You can't do it. You think it's all powerful, but in the end, it always gets them. Yeah, it definitely does get you for sure. I just want to highlight quick there's a reason he missed the playoffs at eight and five. His total points on the season are is what, trash garbage. So we kind of talked about it earlier in the year. Like if you want to lose by a ton of points, if you're going to lose anyways, or if you want to keep it close, if you you always want to put up as many points as you can, because we have how many teams? One, two, three, four, five, six teams that finished eight and five this year, yep. which is crazy. But if you have a trash team that got lucky, like your Brandon, only having 1,300 points on the season, you're not going to make the playoffs even at eight and five. You had you had more total points than than oh, Brandon on the year. Oh, I'm aware of that. Yes, and you I had did. a record of three and ten. Yeah. So he he was clearly lucky to get to eight and five. I think everyone was hoping Brandon would get into the playoffs because oh. they wanted to play his oh, roster. For, oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. He if if he he's the weakest of the eight and fives by far. Yeah, like, clearly shown by his stats for points four and just if you just look at his roster, it's not fantastic. You're not terrified of facing him, but. He has a, so nobody faced him. It really means nothing. Yeah, but. he's just uh, he's coasting now. That being said, it sucks to be eight and five and not make the playoffs because that's never happened before in our no. league. There was uh, some diversity as far as having some high, high, really good records and then some really poor records this year, and that's how it it rolled out. But so last year, it's the 
initial talk of the black magic that he's dealing with. I exposed Brandon as a warlock, not a wizard. He did, yeah. And since then, he's had the most points for and missed the playoffs. And he's had an 8-5 and five record, which is tied with everybody else except for the person in first, and he misses the playoffs. I think this is just proof here that there's some evil shit going down. 100% the, it is. And the world is, is doing us right here. Yeah, there's there's literally not an other way that you can explain that. It's literally the only Listen, if I have to take the brunt of the dark magic, because it always works on me. The dark magic just consumes my soul oh, and does, ruins yeah. me. But... This always happens at the end of the year, so I, I'll take that and I'll, I'll die in my shield. So yeah, it's a little bit of a moral victory there for you. Yes, absolutely. And, and the good guys. Yes, point for the good guys. Yeah. <laughs> After uh, that, go for it. We got Taylor finishing. Uh, so it's it's over. We're screwed. Finished six and seven on the year. Had fourteen hundred and fifty eight points on the year. So good team that missed the playoffs here for sure. Yeah. Um, I think in general. Everyone who's in the Dilly Bowl is ecstatic that he didn't drop. Oh down. my god! I like had a huge sigh of relief when Taylor was not going to be in contention to for the Dilly because his team is very very good. Yeah, He's made some excellent trades midseason. He even finished the season with two wins. Like he was battling. He, he was. did his absolute very best, and it just did not go his way as it seems to go for Taylor. Yeah, Taylor. He just in general has rotten luck. I'm feeling for the guy for sure. I think he started. Did he start 0 and 5, or maybe um, 1 and 4? He had a rough start. Yeah, he had a no very doubt. rough start. Like so, yeah, like Nolan esque. Yeah, so battling back from that is is difficult. That being said, you got yourself out of the the dildo playoffs. Everyone knows that anything can happen there, so you're safe. It all it's not great, but at least you're you're safe. Yeah, you're safe for the exact. You're safe yeah. for the dilly, but it's not the season ender that you wanted. Yeah. Um, next is Freeman, who showered with socks as Fraser at five and eight, um, and yeah, he's facing Nolan in that first round of the uh, the dilly bowl here, um, and yeah, he didn't score a lot of points. <laughs> no, he, he didn't. I think uh, five and eight is a, a high record for how Fraser's team put up points this year. But he almost squeezed out of the dildo playoffs. This is a guy who is, for everyone who doesn't know, he's a double dildo owner right now. He has back-to-back dildos. He's hoping that he doesn't get a three-peat. Oh, my I know, God. I know he's been trying this year. So <laughs> Frazier put in, he's been putting in some effort. But, like, he's still down there, unfortunately. I know, right? And, yeah, like, Nolan's team, it's it's not great. But Nolan dealt with injuries early in the year. And oh, those guys did. are starting to come back. Oh, yeah. And, so that, and that big pickup like, of Geist that we talked about, like, yeah. five weeks ago. Where it's, it's like, okay, off, it's yeah. a super early grab. But Nolan has nothing to fight for. Wait for the playoffs. And now Geist has been going off. So, yeah. like, that's actually scary to play against Nolan because of guys. Yeah, Nolan's. This is not a two and eleven team. Like he's. I don't think Nolan is the worst team in the Dildo playoffs. We're gonna get to that team. Yeah, we, we, we are gonna get to that. <laughs> oh, team. look who's next! <laughs> it is you people. That is Steve. He's sitting at five and eight though. Uh, four losses in a row. Yeah, so he's also thing. skidding into the Dilly Bowl like yeah. I am, or the Dilly playoffs. He's spiraling out of control. Yeah. So he finishes with even less points than Fraser. Um, not looking great for Steve and his roster. No, Steve's, he's been having a, a tough time. I love how Steve's out there. He's making trades. He's always trying to make moves to make his team better. Unfortunately, I think he missed on quite a few trades this year and they didn't go his way. I think he's in serious trouble of getting his first ever dilly. Yeah, I do appreciate the action. Like yeah, all this for sure. I, I love it, man. Yeah. Like I, I love having Steve in the league because he is very entertaining and like it can pay off when those big things pay off. Yeah. And, like you, there's excitement, um, and it's just unfortunate there was too many mistakes, and it, it's yeah. costing him right now. Yeah, he's not afraid to take risks, and like he goes for it. You can never say Steve doesn't do that. So yeah, they didn't work out for him this year. Let's see if 
what he's done is going to be enough to save him from the dildo now. Um, yeah. But yeah, like as you said, he's kind of backed his way in with three or four straight losses. He's been putting up some pretty low points, and he's going to be your, your week one opponent. Yes, he is, and I'm very happy about that. And I am his week one opponent because I am sitting at 11th place. He's at 10th. It's okay, Monday Night Football. We can do this. I am now on a six-game losing streak, as I said. Um, and I have the second highest point scored against me. Yeah. Um, and Taylor did a nice little like chart they put into the group, and apparently from the points scored for to the actual ranking that you end up in, I have the biggest disparity of that over the history of our league. And it makes sense, and I, I appreciate now having it in statistical information that, yes, I indeed get fucked. Yeah, <laughs> so before you commit... Sapporo and kill yourself. <laughs> you know why now. Before you pull the trigger, yeah, no, you exactly. have you have a reason to feel the way you do. It yeah. sucks. It does suck. And but that's fantasy, right? Yeah, no, honestly, and that is fantasy, and that's why I my mindset just has had to alter and shift as the season's gone on, and just be able to be a little bit more okay with the losses because I can't let fantasy life ruin my actual life. <laughs> yeah, it can be hard, like especially early season. Like when I was zero three, you're like, wow, like. We invest so much time. It sucks when you lose. Yes, it sucks. It ass. does. Like especially but, when it's like like bad matchups oh, yeah, or just whatever it might be. It's just it's unfortunate. Yeah, your your losses this year have been absolutely devastating. But, but we'll go on to the last one here, which is pull the fucking trigger, Nolan. He sent two and eleven, uh, two losses in a row here. But he had a longer streak of losses than much <laughs> yeah. earlier, so he'll take that. Um, and he's in very comfortable at the bottom again but it is a, a whole new thing he's had many weeks to prepare for week 14 and 16 yeah so let's see if he's constructed his roster well enough to compete during those times and avoid it daily nolan i hope you've taken the group off of mute now and i hope you're back in it with us because we're, we're ready this is what matters again as you as you were talking about you just wanted to prepare for these moments and i think you've constructed your roster relatively well that being said you're 2 and 11 for a reason too though so He's in trouble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's 100% he's oh, no, in trouble. Oh, no, he's in trouble. Like, yeah. there's, well, again, Fraser, Steve, myself, and Nolan are all in trouble. Like, yeah. Like, the, the, you none of us are super confident. No, you, no nobody you can't. Yeah, there's no chance we can be confident. Um, but I guess we'll see what happens in this awesome week one of the playoffs. Um, but that is the rankings. That is the recap of that. And I think we should get into our recap of last week. Okay, wait. Before we do that, Adam, oh, okay. do you want to just do a quick uh, before the playoff start predictor of the regular champion and then the daily champion just on the spot? Um, sure. Uh, let me take a look-see here. Um, do you have uh, some people in mind for this already? The people that are kind of standing out to me, I think, in general, to win. I think um, Stu's got a pretty good chance of going back-to-back -back here. Yeah. I'm going to go with just an underdog as well in myself because I'm biased I and I'm a, I'm a host. So yeah, I can talk about this. And I'm on here, <laughs> but I think and I think uh, Stu has the best team, and I think he's likely to win the the championship here. Yeah, he's he's finishing first place for a reason, and he's done an excellent job. So I would definitely be leaning in that direction. But because of Ben sneaking into that buy, I'm actually going to go with Ben here. Yeah, I think he's he, a, he's, he's got a, a good choice. with Lamar Jackson. Like that guy can put up 40 points in a blink of an eye. So I think that with that and Mark Ingram, I, th I think he's going to keep on riding that as he has through the season, and it could carry him to a championship. Okay. So I am going with both the guys that have buys. It just has a much better chance of those guys winning because they don't have a risk of losing in that first week. For sure. So you're going to pick Ben. I'll pick Steve. Yeah, I'll there. take Ben on that one. Yeah. 
And on the other side of the ball, we got to pick our, our Dilly champ. Our, so I'm going with Steve. Like, I think yeah, I'm going to beat him this week. And then um, I honestly don't know who it's going to be that's going to face him. And I don't even want to predict it at this point. We'll, get, we'll wait until I actually see the matchups because I haven't actually looked at those rosters. Yeah, of, I haven't yet uh, either. Fraser and Nolan. So I'll wait to pick that one. But I think it is going to be Steve that uh, takes the Dilly home this year. I think he's he's an early betting favorite to do it for sure. Yeah, but I'm gonna go with uh, with Nolan. Oh, Nolan's so, gonna I be you were gonna say me, and I was gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think there's a like there's a decent chance that any four of you guys oh, can take because oh, it, sure. it's it's two games. Anything can happen. Yeah, it's exactly. rough. Yeah, I remember like Frazier when I think the first year he won his dildo like. His, his team did not deserve the dildo. It wasn't But he that deserved bad. the year prior exactly, to that, so yeah. he definitely still earned it. Yeah, he still earned it. Like, he, he deserves all the dildos he has. But, like, sometimes when the playoffs just don't go your way, it oh, sucks. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, okay, so there's our pick. So, Nolan for me, and then uh, Steve going, for yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, so now we'll go into our recap from last week. Um Chris, you, you continue to do excellent. You finished off with four correct picks. Um, I also Sweet. did finish with four correct picks, but um, you just had such a commanding lead. So I did finish off with 40 total for the 13-week season, and you finished with 51. Nice. So you had yourself just an excellent time. Um, so congratulations to you. That Thank you very much. That does mean that I will be having to chug um, an ice or a beer, whatever we have on tap. Um, and <laughs> yeah. then uh, you're going to be slamming some whipped cream in my face. So I'm definitely not looking forward to that. We'll at some point be putting that up into the, the group. Um, but now we get to start fresh when it gets into our playoff picks, which is yes. nice. Um, but in this case, we I got four, you got four. We finished off the season strong, but you just definitely dominated uh, on the regular season front. For sure. So let's get into it here then. I'm First, actually, I want to say I'm excited to put that pie in your face <laughs> directly after you finish chugging <laughs> with no oxygen whatsoever getting in your face. It was a horrible experience. I was say, that is exactly what happened the last time when yeah. I did it to you. There was like, yeah. There... <laughs> I, want, I was breathing in whipped cream. That was my my oxygen source. Yeah, mis- mistakes are made. Yeah. It's going to be payback for sure this year on me. Um, but you know what? That's, that's how it is. It's life. Yeah, that is life. <laughs> um, so the first matchup that from last week was, okay, Monday Night Football, or it was Monday Night Football's little bitch team. I kept it at that at that point. Yeah, at that point. Um, I finished with 97.6 points, could not break that 100-point mark, and then Andrew had 118.1, so a nice little week for him um, getting that W and securing his spot in the playoffs, so good for you. Um, I had Dak Prescott going for 26 points. It was not a very clean 26 points. Um, if you look at that score like line there, looks great, but it was not a beautiful game for the Cowboys at all. It wasn't, but you're right. At the end of the day, all that matters is that 26 points, which is a, a solid outing from your quarterback. Dak has been a good quarterback, a good yes. pick for you all year. Unfortunately, Saquon, he put up 11.5 points. That's actually his best week in a while. Exactly. He's been good. And that that sucks because this one really kind of tanked your season, unfortunately. He was a unanimous first overall pick. And I think people who have Saquon on their team just in general, like, how are they in the playoffs? Probably not. You can't be, right? It sucks. And it's it's been unfortunate. You're right. He had his best game in a while, but 11.5 points is not really what you're looking for from the first overall pick. Definitely not. No, him and AB are the sole... That's yeah. core reasons core why reasons I, sure. my team struggled. And that but, was pick one and two, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we have Miles Sanders, who faced Miami, 
Um, Jordan Howard was still out. He got me 16.5 points. So I was very happy with that performance. He's probably the best one in the year, or, or if not very close to. Um, and I also had D.D. Westbrook wanting to show up a little bit. I, Foles was playing. I was like, okay, I feel a little more confident. Foles gets yanked. He's back to Minshew. And he actually got his touchdown with Minshew. With, yeah. But still, D.D. with Minshew has not been great this year. So that's unfortunate that Foles is getting the yank. That is unfortunate. The D.D. was a guy that both of us were super high on before the season. Yeah. And he has definitely like shown flashes like this. You can see the talents there. But yeah. the production in general this year hasn't been. Yeah. Um, and then... The one other point I want to talk on my side is that I had an Adam Thielen in my roster, and then all of a sudden, and I yeah, he's, surprised he's done. He's yeah. surprised out. I heard that he had kind of like not fully tweaked, but had a minor oh, tweak really? on Monday. Um, so that was like really far away from that Monday. So it was Monday, like the full week before he was supposed to play on Monday night. Um, and, but he's expected to play this week, but I definitely not what I was wanting to see. Um, I would, if he was out, if it was after the Sunday games where they said that he was out, I would not even pick somebody else up because this game didn't mean anything to me, Yeah. but he was out early. So I had Nikhil Harry to play. Didn't matter. He got me zero fucking points. So yeah, I might as well left the in there. Yeah. Right? It didn't, didn't even really matter. But on, uh, Andrew's side, he had Devonte Parker, as I did mention, he had 27.9 points is an explosion week from him. And then he had Russell Wilson only going for 20 again, Good week, not great. Like, just you need a little bit more, but still a decent week. Yeah, Gould's bitching and moaning about Russell Wilson. Then yes. right after he sends that message, he gets like a seventy-yard touchdown. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, he was quite upset for a while. And he then was he finished off fairly well. But like, what is going on with Devonte Parker though? Just in general, because like this is his fifth year in the in the NFL. He was a first-round pick. Obviously, showed some talent, but. Since Adam he's been in the Adam NFL, Gase he's been sucks. Trash. No, Adam Gase sucks. That's the reason. He, him and Adam Gase never got along. And so for the longest time in the beginning there, I think that was honestly the problem, that Gase did not like back. Parker and Parker didn't like him. So they kind of held each other back. Yeah. And then now he's actually getting a little bit more opportunities. And I think he's gotten better too. Like he has do, gotten yeah. better. Like he made some big catches to, on the yeah, weekend. Yes, so he was like, like, he used to have a lot of drops. Um, So it wasn't just Adam Gase, but I think that definitely played a factor. Yeah, Gase is, he's a horrible coach. He's terrible. I can't he's, believe the Jets hired him. What were you thinking? Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. And now, so Gase hired the general manager for the Jets. So like his boss is someone that Gase hired. Oh, so like it's going to be hard to fire Gase, even though 100% he deserves to be fired. Yeah. So I hope the dude just nuts up and is like, I know what's right for the franchise. <laughs> There's no Get way. There's here. no way he's going to do that. I hope he does. Like that's so ballsy though. Like can you imagine? Yeah. But he, he's so safe because of that. And it's just so horrible for the franchise. Yeah, oh, well, for sure. I would not want to be a Jets fan for sure. No, not at um, all. But uh, good for Andrew for sneaking in and grabbing Parker. And he had a giant week for him. Is there anybody else on his side you want to talk about? Uh, Robbie Anderson's been kind of slowly putting oh, yeah. up some weeks under the radar here now for a couple weeks in a row. He had 10.1 points this this week here. My computer's been a bit slow, but 14.6 weeks points the week before. So he's kind of starting to show, all right, this, this talented player is actually starting to produce again here. So it feels good that it's the right time of the year now that he has put a couple of good weeks in back-to-back for him. Um, yeah, those are kind of the main the main ones. Cool. Then we'll go on to the next matchup here, which is pull the fucking trigger. Nolan, he gets 98.62 points versus the hunt is over Brandon, who gets 98.9 points. <sighs> Just barely beats him by .28 points. Um, last second play by DK Metcalf is what puts it over the top. Yeah. And if it meant something, Nolan would be devastated. Lucky for him, it didn't. For Brandon, he gets the win. 
but still can't make the playoffs. Yeah. So it's like that point, they didn't really mean much. Like it's like it's, they, pretty it's, moot, it's, yeah. it's a close game, but in the end, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't. But you already kind of brought up Darius Geis. He had 25.7 points. Yep. He did this on very, very limited work. I want to just see exactly how many carries he had. He only carried 10 times wow. for 129 yards and two touchdowns. That's incredible. And he caught two passes as well, but that was barely anything there. So it's obviously it was a fantastic week, and that's great. But like, how confident can you feel moving forward with a guy who only got 10 carries? Like, um, I should, I'm still super confident. Like, you I think, are, yeah? Yeah, like he's, like, he's rolling lately. He's been playing well. Washington wants to run. They're using him up like as much as they can. Um, I know it's only 10 carries, but they're, they, I think it's been working out well. So week 11 versus the Jets, he had 12.9 points. A little bit of a down yeah, week versus Detroit, which is only 3.8, but then he has this explosion at 25. I think he can run against Green Bay this week. He's 100%. He's a talented player. Like I've I've been excited and waiting for him to have this opportunity. I'm, I'm glad it came this year for sure. Um, Ronald Jones, though, this is tough. Yes, I was going to say. This is a yeah. guy I was going to talk about too. So he only had 0.8 points. Bruce Arians comes out and says he benched him because he missed a blocking uh, assignment. assignment. And bam. What do you do if you're Nolan then? Because yeah. that sucks ass. Well, I know. Well, I think this, is, then, one, yeah. this is one of the reasons why I think Nolan has been in this situation because he has both Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones on his roster. He drafted both of them like back to back. Yeah. And never really made a decision on one or the other. So he just kind of held both of them. It's had been Ronald Jones for quite a while now. And then all of a sudden, Peyton Barber gets to work because of this missed block assignment. Yeah, and that's just it. So, like, but what do you do next week then? Is it going back? Is there are they going to give the starting job back to Ronald Jones, or is it now? Um, I have no idea. Yeah, I have so no clue. I feel like there's probably going to be some success there, just in general, for, for the, somebody the game. I think who do they play this week? Do they play Tennessee though? No, this this week they play Indianapolis, who actually has a good defense. They have good defense, but like this this has been a good offense just in general. This offense has put up a ton of points this year in Tampa Bay. So do you just risk it and just throw both out both players out like Ben has been doing with the Chargers no, guys? No, 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 no. No? So you, you just guess then. You gotta guess. That sucks. Yeah, it sucks dick. Yeah, I don't know, like if I'm looking at Nolan, if he if his um other person is Deontay Johnson in the flex, I'd rather just risk it if it's me. I don't know if he has someone else now this week. I guess James Connor's coming back, so it makes it that much harder. And yeah, you just—it's just not a good situation no, to be like, in. That not it a sucks. Good situation. Um, on the other side, there though, for Brandon, he had Mahomes only going for twenty-one point five. Um, he luckily had Gurley going for seventeen point five, though. Good week for him. And then Joe Mixon finds the end zone as I did think would happen, um, and he finishes with thirteen points. So that's pretty solid there. And then they recently acquired um, Austin Eckler, got him twelve point seven. So another nice little play there. What yeah. really pushed him over the top was the Chiefs defense getting twenty three points. This Chiefs defense every yeah. once in a while, big games. Yeah, they do, and it, it's obviously it's a risky play. This one was huge for the Black Magic there. To get him to eight and five, just to say he's the first team ever at eight and five to miss the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. That's all it is. That's yeah. all it does. One hundred percent. I remember trying to trade with Brandon for Patrick Mahomes after week three, when he had put up thirty three points week one, thirty nine points week two, and then thirty three points uh, week three, and nice. he he was completely untouchable. Nice. I'm like, I'm like he wanted. I think he wanted Nick Chubb plus. I, I can't remember exactly, but. It wasn't gonna work out on either of our yeah, ends, yeah. and and I lucked out completely because he hasn't. He's put up one game over thirty points wow. since since week three. Yep, that's obviously he had the injury, so that has yep. a, a factor. But like one, he misses games, and also just he's not at his full level. Yeah. So when you pay up for a quarterback like this in general, 
it's it's a risky move. He has to perform. He has to perform if you're going to pay up for this guy. And unfortunately, Patrick Mahomes didn't perform to that standard this year. He's the uh, quarterback eight on the year, and that's why he's going to be missing the playoffs. Yeah. When you get a guy like Ben did getting Lamar Jackson late in the draft, and like Patrick Mahomes was the pick last year, that's when you win a championship. That's what I'm trying. Was trying to do with Dak, and it had like he Dak's not the reason there's, why I went down. Yeah, there's promise. Yeah. That, yeah, it's super late. Often, if it hits, if you hit on that player like Ben did with Lamar Jackson. That can definitely pay off for you in a big way. And, yeah, Ben gets a bye because he hit on the guy late, not on the guy that was early. Yeah, exactly. Um, next matchup, though, I'm going to move on to is I'm all jacked up on Mountain Drew. That is Danny at 101.06 points. And then he faced Stu, diarrhea turned to John Brown at 121.08 points. So Stu gets that win, locking him into that first place spot. So if Danny would have won this week, he would have been in that first place spot at 9-4. Yeah, this instead, was a battle for he, first place. Yeah. Instead, he loses his bye. Um, Patriots defense, unfortunately, didn't put up 45 points for Danny this oh, week. And no, that's why he loses. That's too bad. <laughs> no one else to talk about on Danny's roster. It's <laughs> literally only the Patriots. Yeah. Well, no. You, no, you mentioned that, though. And his quarterback only got 13 points. Yeah. Um, and then, But he did have Chris Carson over 16.9. And then also um, Sutton. Going for uh, 19.42 receiving touchdowns. Was this the week where he had the diving catch? Yeah, that was incredible. Like, like, yeah. Defender was all over him. That was a beautiful catch. Like, what a play. Yeah, what a level up from a player. We've already talked about Cortland Sutton a couple times this year, but this dude, he looks so much better than yeah. he did last year. He oh, looks yeah. awesome. Um, it is still risky, though, because this production pretty much all happened in like the first quarter, essentially. I think he scored a... At least, at least in the first half. I think he scored both touchdowns in the first quarter, though. Gotcha. And now we have Drew Locke at quarterback, who wasn't able to put up any more production outside of that True. start of the game. That's risky. That's scary for Danny, for sure. But Debo Samuel putting up 12.1 points. He's been super consistent. Yeah, this you're right. Year. He has been. He's been awesome. That was a great pickup. He's he's just a talented player, for sure. And it's not for the entire season, but lately. He's yeah, been yeah, consistent. lately. Yeah, he's been good lately. You're right. Um, he, Danny's running into a little bit of trouble though. Chris Carson had a good for week for him at 16.9 points, but on his bench for Sean Penny, oh, getting yeah. a ton of work in no, that, in yes. that Monday nighter in front so of everyone another, to watch. That's it. another yeah. one of those similar situations with Nolan, except this is like a way better version of what Nolan's dealing yeah, with. Yeah. Cause they're both sick. They're both awesome. But yeah. Like who do you play? Yep. No, that's tough. Cause Danny's strength of his team is hundred percent is the running back position with Leonard Fournette, Alvin Kamara, Chris Carson, and Rashad Penny, where he seems to struggle it'd be a little bit weaker is at the wide receiver position unfortunately you can't put in another running back there no. you have to kind of leave someone who has a ton of talent on your bench yeah, so he needs to take his shot on either penny or carson and see what happens yeah for sure um on the flip side for Stu, he had goff having a big week for 424 pass yards two pass touchdowns he had 28.96 points um, and then he had Singletary for 16.1, Ezekiel Elliott for 13, uh, Julian Edelman for 15.9, um, and he had John Brown going for 9.72. But the way that John Brown yes. got these points with Singletary, he throws him the ball for a touchdown. This is an unbelievable play. Yeah, Stu had been waiting for that stack all season for yeah, sure. Absolutely. But that's that's pretty funny that he has this wide receiver and running back, and then there's a passing play that leads to a receiving touchdown. That's pretty phenomenal and really like pushes him. I think he would have won even if he that play yeah. didn't happen, but that still is like a pretty great play. It is for sure, but man, that would, that would hurt on you to happen oh. for sure. Oh, yeah. If you're Danny, you're like, oh, you got to be kidding yeah, me. Yeah, like that just is garbage. It sucks. But uh, John Brown, he's been one of those guys who's been quiet really, really good this year. And yeah. he's a uh, that, that Buffalo offense, it was trying to 
difficult to figure out where the the production would come from, but John Brown's been a very pleasant surprise. It's great to see his his uh, career kind of revive a bit. For sure. Um, I do want to go on to our next matchup if you're okay with that. Yep. Um, we have Freeman who shower with socks putting up 75.46 points. Ooh, that is that's rough. not that, how you want to go into that's the That's a playoffs. definition of limping into the playoffs for sure. Yeah, the wrong um, playoffs. And then we have the Kukurks clan, Alex, 91.94 points, getting the win and sneaking his way into the playoffs. And um, I bet Brandon's pretty pissed about this. Yeah, because he, he just got in. He won with 91 points. That's... Yeah. With 91 points. Yeah, he, he, that, tri- he tripped into the, uh, into the playoffs. Did, for sure. So, tripped over the blue line into yeah. the playoffs. <laughs> he definitely did. Um, on Fraser's side, he did start Sam Darnold against Cincy, and that did not pay off. No. 10.46 points. We were talking, at least I was talking about it last week, about the confidence in Darnold. Yeah, we did. Cincy, yeah. But for whatever reason, it did not work out for them. Oh, I know the reason. It's Adam Gates. He's a, not a good coach. Yeah, whatever yeah. you think this team is going to do, they're going to 100% going to do the opposite. Yeah. They lost to Miami, and they've lost to Cincinnati. That's awful. That's yeah. brutal. Like, did they just all of a sudden want the last pick or the first pick? I, mean? I have no idea. But then they beat some good teams. Like, they're literally, they're, they don't know what they want. They're yeah. fucked. DJ Moore was his highest performing player at 13.2 points. Um, DJ Moore is great. And yep. he's um, been really good. Yeah, he, for sure. The last couple of weeks have been very good. And But at 13.2 points, that's your highest score. That's where you, you finish with 75 points. Yeah, that's what happens, right? He had. Tons of performances under 10 points. He had a, a goose egg from Sammy Watkins, who I think the reason Sammy Watkins is even on a roster right now is because that week one performance where he had 37.8 points. Outside of that, the rest of the season, he hasn't gone over the most he's had since then is 6.4 points. Wow. This isn't a player who should be rostered. No, that's not even like, that's just, that's awful. Yeah. Like, that's just bad. That's awful. Like, it's, it's tough because he gets tons of targets every week. But he can't do shit with them, so you you can't have that in your lineup. Man, do you remember way back in the day when the Bills traded their entire draft roster to get Sammy Watkins? Yeah, and then like and see later over Khalil Mack and yeah. decided not to take Khalil Mack. Oh it. yeah, exactly. Like they they burned their entire franchise for about three years to get Sammy Watkins, which was already at the time an awful decision. I re- remembered that thinking of bad play in, in Sammy Watkins. It's just like, man, like there's been so much capital put into this guy and he's yeah. been pretty disappointing in his career. Like he's had bursting moments, but like it, it, it is, as a whole for his career, he's not been great. No, he hasn't been. And can you imagine if, Cleo Mack was in Buffalo, how different that franchise would be. He, oh. was, he went to the University of Buffalo, so that he would have loved wow. to play in Buffalo. Everyone in Buffalo would have loved him. Holy shit. We would have been able to watch him a couple times, because we've been to Bills Buffalo Mafia, games. Mafia, baby. We've vomited watching Sammy Watkins. <laughs> Gould has a t-shirt that I vomited on. So Sammy Watkins shirt. <laughs> that is excellent. I'm so glad to hear that. It's a, a great piece of information. I'm glad it was a Sammy Watkins shirt. That did the deal. Um, now, I... Alex's side, though, moving past Sammy Watkins and his poor play. Uh, we have Calvin Ridley, 91 yards. Not too shabby, but nothing great. Um, and then he had Philip Lindsay d- disappointing with 6.2 points. Um, again, he got 91 points. He kind of limped his way. Or tri- sorry, he tripped his way into the playoffs for sure. Um, and McCaffrey, only 10.2. Like, that's yep. probably that's McCaffrey's like, lowest week or darn near close. Um, week two, he was 5.3, and then this is indeed his second lowest one. So um, for Alex's sake, I hope that doesn't con- continue for him, but it might. And this is scary now going into the playoffs without Ron Rivera as the head coach yes, for, big for Carolina. 
what's going to happen to the offense? Is everything going to stay status quo or are they going to change things up? It's it's really hard to say. And uncertainty is, is not ideal going yeah, into the Yeah, it would be silly to not keep giving McCaffrey the ball, but who yeah. knows? Yeah, who knows what's really going to happen. Like they're, It's their secondary coach taking over as the interim head coach. I don't see a reason that you would try and take anything away from the offensive coordinator. But yeah, that's not what you want. Not from McCaffrey, who's been absolutely incredible this year. Um, yeah, and I do just want to move on to the next one because that, that matchup was pretty trash. It was. Um, and the next one is a great matchup. Lamari and the committee crew, 116.54 points versus my Nick is getting chubby. That is you, Chris. You had 114.6 points. And because of that, Chris. Well, maybe you should pull the fucking trigger. Chris, give us the rundown of how this week went for you. For sure. So first, I want to say congrats to Ben on uh, getting the win here and getting that bye. But going into this week, uh, who's ever going to win between Ben and I was going to get the bye. If I won this matchup, Ben misses the playoffs. It's very likely Ben misses the playoffs. And then uh, so he needed to win to get a bye. Or if he lost, he's out of the playoffs. It's, it was crazy. Yeah, so no, 100%. If, if he would have lost, he's out, and you get the bye. Like, that's a huge swing. And what is the big play that is the difference maker here, Chris? For sure. So going into the Monday nighter, or sorry, the Sunday night game, we each have one player left. I'm up by six points. I have Sony Michelle left to play. He has DeAndre Hopkins. So it's scary, but if I'm going to bet on each side to win, I think I would give it to myself just going into that matchup. Unfortunately, the game didn't turn out like how I wanted it to. Sony Michelle started out great, but New England just fell behind quick, and then Sony Michelle just didn't touch the ball the rest of the game. DeAndre Hopkins somehow apparently gets a passing touchdown. I think it's still up in the air. It's still it's might, not a, the it, ball yeah, is think, still up in the air after he like basically fumbled it forward. Well, I think they're talking about maybe doing a stat correction. Still, <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't know who so, was Chris. talking about it, but it's, I heard it in our group from somebody. Um, but with that stat correction or sorry, the, the non-stat correction, with that passing touchdown by DeAndre Hopkins, that pushes Ben over late in the Sunday nighter to get two more points to me and win the game. So he won by just less than two points. I also want to bring up Carson Wentz through a Hail Mary pass at the end of the Miami game, which was intercepted. If that doesn't get intercepted, oh, I'm, no. I have a bye, and Ben misses the playoffs. Oh, and now I feel even worse about bringing this up because... <laughs> He traded David for David Montgomery from yeah. Austin Eckler and traded away Austin Eckler. If he had Austin Eckler in his lineup, that is exactly two less points <laughs> than David Montgomery. So if he doesn't make that trade, you're oh, also no, getting man. a bye and he misses the playoffs. And that was just a straight-up trade, too, that, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, man. That is unbelievable. The, the amount of times that like it could have gone your way with something different. Chris, you're getting this again. There's, there's just too many reasons, Chris. Like this, that's a double pull the trigger for you because there's just so many things that could have gone a different way. Maybe in alternate universes you are in a bye week right now, but in this universe, unfortunately, Chris, you you do not have the bye. But yep. you're in the playoffs. Yeah, that's you're in the playoffs. We're gonna take the silver lining and just know it was meant to be for this team to kind of rally together. I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago when the Philadelphia Eagles they were call themselves like the underdogs were in the underdog yeah. mass and they just took off into the playoffs. For sure. We'll wear that. We'll do this now, and this team is going to 
rally together and we're going to take down Ben in the championship. Awesome. I think you probably would fit that moniker fairly well, that like underdog moniker here. Um, there's been so many teams that have been in the playoffs so consistently that are in the playoffs right now, hot rosters, and you've gone a little bit under the radar here because of that weird middle with the injuries. Yeah. But you're the underdog, but you still definitely have the roster to win. You could definitely do it. Yes, thank you, Steve, for, for pushing my roster over the top by giving me Mike Evans. It's really, <laughs> <laughs> it's really helped, and I feel uh, I feel confident I, I have a shot at this one. Excellent. Um, are you... Who do we want to, I guess, look at on the both sides here? We oh, have yeah, Lamar Jackson for Ben, only that. 24. Um, I did talk about David Montgomery already. He had Hopkins. We already talked about that. And uh, then Galladay had a big week with the third stringer, 158 yeah, receiving that was yards to and a receiving touchdown. So that's another tough one for you. Yeah, it was a, an early 75-yard touchdown, which hurt. And he just had big play after big play. He had, he had a really good week. Um, had Tevin Coleman, we've... Before the podcast, you and I, Adam, were talking about Tevin Coleman being pretty underwhelming lately. He's either touchdown or bust. He only had 1.5 points, so that was rough. Uh, I had a great week from my kicker, though, at 14 points, so that's nice to have. And I had a big week from Carson Wentz playing against Miami, putting up 30.4 points. Unfortunately, I left the Rams defense on my on my bench with 26 points, but it is what it is, and we're ready to rally for the playoffs now. Fantastic. And we did have a beer bet from Coleman and Brenda. Yes, we from, did. Like, I think it was like the start of week five is when it began. Um, the points for just the season as a whole right now are 104.7 for Coleman and then 77.2 for Brenda. Um, Brenda's been injured the last three weeks, just not been out there and performing. Um, so it looks like I'm definitely going to be losing that bet. Um, would you be willing to be a gentleman and change it to the season instead of from the point that we made the bet yeah let's make it interesting because i think that will make it interesting coleman is trending downwards in general and then i think with brenda coming back he he has a chance let's make it interesting well yeah. i appreciate that That's, again, you, there's no need for you to do that but i i thought i'd toss it out there see if you were a gentleman i knew that you were one so i do appreciate it let's do it um and then with our other bet it's duke johnson and carlos hyde i am slightly ahead on that one with 108 points for hyde and then you're at 91.9 for duke johnson it's that's kind of where I figured it would be. Like both these guys would be involved. They would have good seasons, nothing fantastic. But like seventeen points is not outrageous. Like with the no, amount of time you, that's left, like yeah, Duke Johnson could absolutely still take Hyde over here, but I'm definitely feeling comfortable with that one being in the lead at this point at least. Yeah, and I was super confident in that bet when we made it. I I was no doubt in my mind that Duke Johnson was gonna have it. Unfortunately, I was wrong, uh, but yeah, we'll see. You're right. 17 points is definitely something that you can come back with with three weeks left to play. That's not that much. Very cool. All right, so that's the update on those beer bets there. Um, I want to go on into the last match. I apologize we didn't talk about it. So many players on your roster here, but just for the sake of time here, yeah, we're, I think we're nearing yeah. an hour. So um, the last one here, we're probably going to go fairly quickly through because it was you people, Steve, 69.42 points. Rough one, even lower than uh, Fraser. So he's like, like tripping, rolling, getting punched in the face as he's going into the Dilly playoffs here. Um, and we have Taylor. It's over. We are screwed. He gets the big win at 135.32 points, but it didn't matter what happened here. Um, really, he was getting that. Uh, well, I guess this was this, for this is a big one yeah, going actually, into this it is for a sure. Big one, yeah. Actually, so whoever won would get the buy in the Dillies, and guess what? Taylor gets that buy, so he gets it very easily. Yeah, so uh, unfortunately, Kalen Balaj went down early for Steve with an Achilles injury, and he ended up putting up a goose egg of zero points. But he also had Jameson Crowder put up 0.8 points. 
Tyrell Williams, 0.9, and then the Eagles defense putting up zero. So that's four players under one point. That's hard to overcome that. You had a good week from Alshon Jeffrey putting up 19.7 points. First week back in action, he looked fantastic. He looked super involved. So that's got to feel good going into the playoffs. Jason Witten getting in the end zone for you was great. And he got a two-pointer, did he not? Yeah. Yeah, he did get a two-pointer as well. You're right. And then Jameis Winston, who's been relatively consistently good for you for the past couple weeks, only putting up 10.72 points. It hurts, but hopefully he can turn it around for you because he's one of those guys who can put up a huge week, no doubt. But he's in trouble. Like, no doubt he's still in a lot of trouble here. Um, on the other side of the ball, Aaron Rodgers having a great vintage performance there. 36.12 points with four passing touchdowns was great. Derrick Henry, who's been an absolute monster. He oh, was yeah. a guy a lot of people were scared to grab in the draft. Oh, I definitely was. I was staying away from him. Yeah, he's just he was a player who has just underwhelmed his entire career. He even slid in the, our draft a yeah. little bit. Yeah, I think and he Fraser did. Fraser yeah. was the one that t- took the stab on him. Yeah, and he's been he's been awesome this year, just super consistent. And like I'd say, because he had a good end of the last season, everyone's like, oh, I don't know if he can keep it up. And then this year, he's been super consistent. He's a beast. He's going to be a guy going into playoffs where, if you, I guess Taylor's out, it, it doesn't sucks, matter. But yeah. like he's he's a guy I'd want on my roster For in the sure. playoffs because he's a beast and all the defenses are just sore. You can just run through him. He had a great week. James White put up a beast of a week. Unfortunately, Sony Michelle lost all of those to James White. He put up twenty nine point seven points. But yeah, like huge performance by yeah. By Taylor, Taylor had the highest scoring points on the week, and he doesn't make the playoffs off of it. Like that's tough. Yeah, like, like we that, talked yeah. about all those moves he made. He it was very impressive. Oh yeah, awesome moves they made, and it just it sucks for Taylor that he's not able to use his good roster. It happened just a little bit too late for him. Yeah. Um, and, but I can guarantee people in the playoffs are happy. He's not there. And the people in the daily playoffs are definitely happy. He's not there. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, that was our recap of the matchups last week. And now we're going into our week 14, our week one of the playoffs. So brand new clean slate for the picks. We're starting zero, zero here. Um, and guess what? It's going to be the same bet as last year. To remind you, it is going to be a straight arm of a beer. Yes. got to just hold the beer, put it straight out in your arm, and then do not bend your arm at all and try and drink it. Last time, Chris, you were the one that had to partake in that. Maybe got 20% of the beer in your mouth. The rest of it was just everywhere. And yeah, I think, it was definitely fun to watch. Yeah, I think I got probably yeah 20% in my mouth. I'd say about 30% in my eyeballs, which <laughs> sucks. And yeah, it's it's not a fun experience. It so. still got in your system, though, through the eyes. Yeah, either way, yeah, it's fine. So it worked out. I got real drunk off that. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> it was great. Um, so for this one, though, we will be, there's only four matchups to pick from because yeah, right. of the buys. Yeah. Um, and the first one is going to be you people. That is Steve. Versus, okay, Monday Night Football, we can do this. That is me. Um, right now, the projection for Steve is 91 points. I'm sitting at 97. And Steve's roster is Jameis Winston, Duke Johnson, Kenyon Drake, Marvin Jones, Alshon Jeffrey, Mike Williams, Jason Wynn, Adrian Peterson, Harrison Butker, and the Eagles defense versus the Giants. And then for myself, I have Ryan Tannehill, Saquon Barkley, Miles Sanders, Adam Thielen, Michael Gallup, Mar- Marquise Brown, Del- um, Darren Waller, Matt Brenda in the flex, and then we have Dan Bailey, and then the Texans defense versus Denver. So just a quick reminder for everybody, this is going to be the first semifinal of the Dildo playoffs here, Adam versus Steve here. Um, Players that kind of stand out to me here, just in general, we have Alshon Jeffrey versus the Giants. I think that is a fantastic matchup for Steve there. That's a really good one. 
Jameis Winston, unfortunately, playing against Indianapolis, I I wouldn't feel very confident about this one. I would feel confident for myself. Yeah, okay. If you're, yeah, it depends who you are. Yeah, if you're Steve, Indianapolis has a good defense. They're a well-coached team. He's a player who who knows what's going to happen every week, so I get why you're throwing him out there, and it's it's just a tough matchup. That's not one you want to have out there playing against. But Eagles defense versus the Giants as well on his team, which is a good one. And Eli's back in there. You know, he he's, a, he's an interception machine, so that was not exactly what I wanted to hear, but we'll see yeah, if the Eagles can work it out there. Their secondary is not great, but Eli's also not great. Yeah, sometimes teams rally when they have some other quarterback coming to the system. Yeah. It's usually it's usually the backup. He's a guy who was starter backup. I don't know who figured it out, but it worked last week for Andy Dalton, clearly. Yep. Maybe with a bit of rest, Eli's back and can put up a performance. It's, it's hard to say. For sure. Um, on your side of the ball, Brian Tannehill against an, a reeling team in Oakland that just has looked horrible lately. Yeah, I'm hoping for a good performance from Tannehill. I've been holding him for quite a while, um, and I figured I would want to be playing him this week. Um, but he's had, since week seven, he had 23 points, 25, 25, 22, by week 36, and then last week he went with only 17 but I'm really happy with those numbers that I'm seeing there since he's become the starter. And with Oakland's absolutely terrible uh, defense, I think that he's going to have himself a good game. I'm hoping that Oakland can bounce back a little bit and put some offense forward to keep the passes going. Um, and I'm definitely expecting that with having Darren Waller. I'm, I'm hoping for a big day from him as well. So just want to highlight, just to make sure everyone remembers that Adam is formerly Monday Night Football's little bitch team. He's now, okay, Monday Night Football, we can do this. Adam's Monday Night Football performers are going to be Saquon Barkley and Miles Sanders. That's two your two starting running backs coming in on Monday Night. That's scary. It's ter- oh, it's absolutely terrifying. <laughs> You're going to be stressed because, again because another of my, Monday Night. Oh, because stressor. of my Monday Night Football history, I know that this is going to be just awful for me. But I'm really hoping that we can pull it together here. Monday Night Football, you've done enough. You've you've hurt me enough. I can't be hurt anymore. I'm numb. Just like let me like have this, please. Um, I think both those players should have good performances. They have good matchups. And then Steve also has the Eagles defense. So it's one of those yeah, things where the Monday night game is going to be massive once again huge. for me. Yeah, and he has Alshon Jeffrey as well in the Monday nighter. So that's that's oh, four yeah. players. Yeah, that's that, tons. It's, it's huge. So the tough part is, in general, Philly's strength of their defense is going to be against the running backs because they're so weak against the yeah. pass. That being said, when Saquon was at his best, it was with Eli Manning. Mm-hmm. So... Hopefully that's going to be something that helps you there too. Um, Adam Thielen, just looking here, he didn't practice at all today, unfortunately. Yeah. He was held out of even a walkthrough. That's scary. That's yep. a scary player to put in your in your lineup. Tell me about it. I don't know what to say. I guess we'll get more clarity when it comes closer to the weekend, but it's tough. It's lucky that he plays at 1 o'clock, so I'll have, have some options. clarity. Yeah. Um, and then I have some options afterwards put in there. Most likely it would be D.D. Westbrook. Um, but that's not something that I would rather have over Thielen. And I've been, it's been waiting for Thielen to return, and it's been quite frustrating. I hate hamstring injuries. Yeah, if he does come back, uh, De- Detroit's defense has looked really, really bad lately, yes, so that's a, it's a very good matchup. Yeah. All right, let's do some picks. Um, I'm going with myself. Yeah, I'm also going to go with you here. I think you're going to beat Steve. Awesome. All right, we'll go right on to the next one, which, again, is in the Constellation uh, Dilly Bowl here. Um, we have free men who shower with socks versus pull the fucking trigger. Um, that is Fraser versus Nolan. Um, Fraser sitting at a projection of 103 and Nolan sitting at a projection of 99. Fraser's roster is Sam Darnold, Le'Veon Bell, Devontae Freeman, Stefan Diggs, DJ Moore, 
um, A.J. Brown, uh, Jared Cook, uh, Jamal Williams, Matt Prater in the Jets defense. And then for Nolan, he has Kyler Murray, Ronald Jones, Darius Geis, Devontae Adams, Brandon Cooks, Tyler Boyd, Travis Kelsey, James Conner, um, Siebert, the kicker for Cleveland, and then the Bears defense versus Dallas. Um, and Fraser's defense, the Jets plays Miami. Yeah. Okay, so we've got Frazier's trying to take advantage of the Miami team in general. He's trying to expose them here. He has Sam Darnold, Lev Bell, and then the Jets defense. All playing against Miami is is good, I think. Yes. It's scary. Especially with how the Jets have performed. I think he, yeah. he was way more confident probably last week. Yeah, I've been I've had the quarterback playing against Miami the past couple of weeks. I had uh, Josh Allen put up 39 points and Carson Wentz put up 30 points. So that, that's got to make you feel semi-good. Yeah. That being said, Sam Donald played Miami a couple weeks ago, and I think he only got like 18 points. He didn't look that good. If they're going to be able to turn it around, that's going to be huge for, for Frazier. He needs a big performance from his Jets players. He has Devontae Freeman playing against Carolina. And if just so you can remember, last week Washington just tore them up on the ground. Oh, yeah. Between Adrian Peterson and Darius Geis, they just absolutely tore them up. I don't see the same thing happening this week. I think just in general, teams team to kind of rally when they get a new head coach and sometimes can perform a bit better. So I don't think the same outcome is going to be there for Devontae Freeman. But those Miami things, it's huge. I think it's a, a big highlight there. Yeah, um, I, I'm looking at Nolan's side here, and he actually has some names that I, I do like. Devontae Adams versus Washington is that's, huge. That's huge, yeah. Geis is super hot right now. I think Boyd's going to have a good week against Cleveland. And then he also is, it's Kelsey, so like any time that could be a big performance, but it is against New England. Um, and then it looks like James Conner might be back and against Arizona. I think that's a pretty good matchup. Yeah, if, you, if you're going to come back against any one of the teams in the NFL, like Arizona's got to be a top choice for you. If he can get out there and he has a decent amount of carries, he's going to be a super solid player, I think, because Arizona's, they've looked really bad. Unfortunately, he has Kyler Murray playing against Pittsburgh on the road. Pittsburgh's defense has looked very, very good lately. Kyler has been, in general, he's been pretty good, but he had a rough week last week. Yep. And playing against a tough Pittsburgh defense is scary for the playoffs, for sure. For sure. Um, I'm going to go with my pick, though, and maybe a surprise, but I'm actually going with Nolan. You're going to go with Nolan? Yeah, so you have Nolan winning the Dilly. I do, so I'm taking so I'm taking Frazier. Yeah, so like yeah. this will be a difference in the picks at least. Good, that's which good. Which is part of the reason why I'm picking it, but also I do think Nolan yeah, could absolutely Nolan win this. Win. Like he has some, again, he's had some time to prepare for this week. Yeah, I think you're right. That's important that he's had that time to prepare. Unfortunately, I think some some matchups are going to get in his way this week. It's it's scary. He's got a couple of rough ones. That's true. That's definitely for sure. Um, but let's get into the actual playoffs, the real one, going for the big trophy. Big dogs. <laughs> the big dogs for sure. Panicking a little bit. That's Andrew versus the Kukurks clan, which is Alex. Um, Andrew's projects for 103, Alex for 106. And Andrew's rosters, Russell Wilson, Dalvin Cook, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Parker, Robbie Anderson, Cooper Cup, George Kittle, Juju Smith-Schuster, who I don't think he's supposed to play, but maybe. Um, Matt Gay, the Browns defense versus Cincinnati. And then on Alex's side, we have Kirk Cousins, Christian McCaffrey, Aaron Jones, Keenan Allen, Sterling Shepard, Calvin Ridley, Jack Doyle, Philip Lindsay, Jake Elliott, and then the Chargers defense versus Jacksonville. So, yeah, it looks like Juju Smith-Schuster, apparently he's calling himself week-to-week right now, didn't practice today. So I think that seems like it's probably pretty unlikely that he plays yeah, this so week. Yeah, so you could slide in Mostert or Samuel. Yeah, he's got a couple um, options. He's got some options that you can put in there. It's Unfortunately, it's too bad because it's against an Arizona defense that has been exposed just in general. So it would have been nice to have Juju there. Uh, he's been a bit of a disappointment for Gould this year. 
another scary one is going to be Dalvin Cook here for him. So he was a limited participant in practice this week. He got hurt on Monday night. Yeah. He said he was going to be fine. You're hearing from different sources too. I don't know if you've heard this too, Adam, and I also could be biased being the Madison owner that him playing this week is not a it's not a for sure thing. Um, yeah, I've also heard that that like sometimes this injury can be like a like multiple week injury, but like right away Dalvin Cook was saying that he's going to play and like he's confident. But it could definitely be the situation where it's not it's going to be tough for both of you because Andrew's going to play him. Maybe he gets hit in that shoulder and he has to go out of the game. You're not going to play Madison most likely. I am you, playing Madison. You are going to play Madison. I'm okay. Him, yeah. So if you're playing him, then that could work out where an injury happens mid game for Cook and then Madison takes off from there. That is, I think, still a little bit risky to do that, but I'll have to see what else is on your like roster there. But so it could work out for Madison if that injury happens again. So I'm, I, if I'm Andrew, you have to start him, but I would be nervous. Yeah. And another thought in my mind is they're playing Detroit who is playing a third string quarterback has a ton of injuries doesn't have much to play for yeah if Minnesota gets up early why are you going to risk keep playing Dalvin Cook that's true that's when you sit him down and you just fire Madison out there and that's kind of my theory where I'm like all right let's just give him this shot against a weak Detroit defense because it is very weak so without any injury Dalvin Cook in my mind is the number one running running back on the week yes but now with this injury it just puts a little bit of Question marks around it. I'm going to go. I think I'm going to be risky with it and play Madison, but we'll see. There's still a couple of days before that has yeah, to happen. He also has Robbie Anderson versus Miami, which could be big. Um, as you can probably tell from this episode, I think that Miami can let up some big points to wide receivers. I think they can. Um, so that's going to be definitely interesting. We'll see what happens on that side. For um, Alex, though, he has Kirk Cousins versus Detroit. Um, that could be big if they do pass. If they start off scoring a lot early with the passing, it could be good. But then if it's all running early on and they have a big lead, that could be really bad. So he could have a, a rough week. He had a tough one on Monday night. Um, but now going back to Sunday at 1 o'clock, he, he could definitely perform well. And the McCaffrey versus Atlanta should be a giant. Aaron Jones versus Washington should be giants. giant. Sterling Shepard versus Philadelphia could be big. Um, I'm seeing a lot of good oh, stuff yeah. from Alex's side. Honestly, when this matchup came up, I was okay, I'm definitely going to pick Andrew. But after going through some of these things, it seems like Alex actually has the matchups for this. But this is going to be a barn burner. I think this is going to be a really good game. Wow, this is this is wild. You're right. You just rhymed off a ton of great matchups for for Alex, which is huge. And yeah, I'm going to I'm going to take Alex as well cuz all those I would have thought as well. The same with you is just going in my mind before looking at these matchups this this battle here, I would have probably picked Gould, but no, I can't do it. I yeah. have to pick. I'm, I'm going with Alex as yeah. well, actually. And like, yeah, I was before this, I was like, yeah, I'm taking Andrew, but nope. And, and all of a sudden, changes, and we'll here we are. See, so the last matchup of the week here. I'm all jacked up on Mount Drew. That is Danny facing my Nick is getting chubby. That is you, Chris. Why don't you go down these rosters? All right, so we got for me. We have Carson Wentz, Sony Michelle, Nick Chubb, Robert Woods, Mike Evans, Tyreek Hill. Austin Hooper, Robert Madison, or sorry, what's his name? Madison? Um, Alexander, Alexander Madison. Madison. Why yes. did, I call, did I call him Robert Madison? I think you did, yeah. Um, <laughs> I have no it, clue where that came from. Isn't that like a defensive player or something? I don't, I don't even know, know but it's Alexander. <laughs> no clue. Will Lutz, the Packers defense. Starting for Danny, we have Ryan Fitzpatrick, Leonard Fournette, Chris Carson, Christian Kirk, Cortland Sutton, Debo Samuel, Dallas Goddard, Rashad Penny, Kaimi Fairburn, and then the Titans defense. And on your side, we have Carson Wentz versus the Giants. Sony Michelle, Nick Chubb, Robert Woods, Mike Evans, Tiger Kill, Austin Hooper, Alex Madison, Will Lutz, and the Packers. 
your Packers matchup versus Washington could be big if they can stop the run. Yeah. And then that, just as we talked about with Madison, it could be big if something happens with Cook or they're so far ahead that they want to protect Cook. Um, but that Tyreek Hill play versus New England could be a tough one for you. So um, this one actually doesn't scare me as much because I'm, I'm not scared of Tyreek Hill trying to be covered by Stephon Gilmore. Stephon Gilmore is really good against the big big receivers, the, the traditional number ones. Tyreek Hill is a speed dude, right? Yeah, oh yeah. So we just saw last week the defense in general, they got torched a couple times. Houston's defense got torched by the speed guys between Kenny Stills and Will Fuller. So I'm hoping that's something that can work to my advantage just a bit. That's what, just a little bit of a, a difference maker, I, I hope. Man, I'm liking your side here. Like, I, I really am liking it. I love Nick Chubb versus Cincinnati. I think Sonny Michelle can get it done versus Kansas City. It is a little bit of a dice roll with the running backs in New England. Yeah. But I can, again, as I said at the top of the show, I think New England's going to be ready to go after their loss, wanting to make a statement versus Kansas City. And I think Sonny Michelle could definitely find the end zone in this one. Um, so I, I'm liking what I'm seeing on your side, but Danny's going with the bold strategy of going with Penny and Carson right now. That's what he has in his starting lineup against the Rams defense, who has been a bit hit and miss this year. They looked really good last week, but they've looked pretty poor against a couple of other teams. Like they got absolutely torched by Baltimore a few weeks ago. This is a team that is, uh, has a similar quarterback in, in the sense that there's a dual threat in Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's a guy who gets up for big games. This is a big game on Sunday night, so I expect some points there. I think Chris Carson and Rashad Penny both could have a good game for sure. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, again, against the Jets now without the safety Jamal Adams yes, out there. Is, that's terrifying. That's massive. So I think that's a pretty good matchup there. It's very scary. Um, what I'm hoping really works out for me, though, is the matchups you had mentioned, and then Carson Wentz against the Giants defense at home. This is a team that's super desperate for a win. They just got embarrassed, so I hope that they're not just completely fucked and that they can actually turn it around and make a statement of a game. And I think that's a good week to have it, I hope. Yeah, for sure. Um, Nobody would have guessed that it's in the playoffs and you're benching Alvin Kamara. And that's exactly what's happening for Danny right now. Um, and it's against San Francisco, so I get it. Like, yeah, I get he's the, sitting the bench. Up. And Drew Brees, his, two of his uh, New Orleans Saints players that have kind of carried him this season, he's sitting them against San Francisco on the road, which has been one of the best defenses, definitely top two or three. Yeah, their matchups look, moving forward aren't even that great either. It's Indy and Tennessee. Those are both pretty solid defenses. So Yeah, it's tough. It's going to be a tough one for Danny that, to have those guys um, on the roster. It got them into the playoffs, but uh, yeah, in the playoffs now, it's not the greatest. Um, and because of that, I am going to actually go with you, Chris. Uh, thank you. I'm also taking myself. Yeah. I, am, I am my lock of the week. I think I'm going to I'm gonna wipe the floor with Danny. Great. Um, I cannot do a lock of the week on myself. It's just like, I don't know. I just feel like it's wrong and it's the world would want to like do the opposite of that. So my lock of the week is actually going to be Alex. Yeah, I think he's um, a good lock. It's and yeah, it's a shame that it's against Andrew, but um, that's what it's going to be for me. Um, that's my lock and your lock is yourself. Yeah, um, I'm loving it. So we do have a difference. So there will be uh, some sort of a leader at the end of this one. Um, Chris, is there any final statements that you'd like to make for the show? 
Friends, wish me luck in the playoffs here. Um, I can't wait for this week. This is so exciting that we're in the playoffs now. I love fantasy. It's sad that it's coming to an end, but we get some exciting weeks coming up. Here Absolutely, sure. yep. It's been super exciting, um, and we're at that point where everything we've built towards is for these moments here. Win, you continue on, lose, and it could be danger for you. Um, and that's all I got to say. Thanks for listening, gentlemen. We appreciate it very, very much. Hopefully you're entertained, and fuck you, Brendan!